Welcome to eConversations. I am your host, Aman, and I welcome you to a very special episode of eConversations. This is the first time that all three hosts will be talking together. And so without further ado, let me introduce you to my co-hosts, Injung and Ashima. Hey, guys. Hi. Hi. So now that we have the introductions out of the way, let's talk about today's conversation. So Ash, why don't you tell the people listening what we're going to talk about today? So today we will, we will be talking about price floors and Aman can introduce us to what exactly are price floors and then we can talk more about it. That is right, price floors. So what are price floors? Price floors are the legal minimum price of transaction of a given good or service. Since it is the legal minimum, price floors can be set, are set by the government. Now, if I was to explain it in terms of a diagram, we have a regular supply and demand curve in any market. And at the point that the curves intersect, we have our equilibrium. Simple. What the government does is it intervenes and sets the price above equilibrium. Think of Goldilocks and the three bears. Equilibrium occurs when everything is just right. Everything is in balance and quantity supplied is equal to quantity demanded as they are the same number or quantity. When, when price is set by the government and that too above equilibrium, it just doesn't fit. I will shut up now and I'll pass it on to Ashima who will give us a few more details about this. So just uh, adding on to what Amun said, he introduced us to the concept. And usually government intervenes and uh, implements uh, price floors to protect producers because this, in, uh, this guarantees a high or a stable income for producers. And this is quite critical uh, and it's essential for, I think, producers such as uh, uh, farmers because usually they have very, uh, they experience price volatility in which uh, the price is always fluctuating due to which they don't have a stable income. And uh, in this case, what happens is uh, usually when you have an equilibrium price, like Amun said, uh, producers are able to charge any price above that minimum price. In some cases, uh, the government also helps uh, producers uh, by purchasing uh, some of the stock which we will be talking about in some other session. So yeah, Injung, why don't you tell us more about it? Yes, well, um, so basically we just got to know what the price floor is and I believe that it's a very important thing in case where the producers receive unstable income due to the price volatility of a specific good that they are selling such as pri primary commodities. For example, um, especially in the case of farmers, since the agricultural products are primary commodities, um, they tend to have high price volatility as their production level depends a lot on uncontrollable factors such as weather, soil quality, and etc. Hence, the price floor will be able to help such producers um, earning a stable income. However, it is true that it would add up burden on the consumers and the government, and there are some alternatives that you can use which we hope to cover in other episodes for example if you implement the price floor there is an opportunity cost for the government especially when the government purchases the excess the administration costs is costs are required to keep the monitors to keep the process in to keep the process in a constant check and also the government will have to um, 
pay the storage costs if they purchase the Xs. However, if the government doesn't purchase the Xs, it wouldn't cost the government any cost. However, it would create a surplus in the market, which would eventually lead to the creation of the black market and unemployment to the society, which is quite disadvantageous, I think. Ashima, would you like to share any of your opinions on the price floor, please? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, while I think it does help producers and it's one of the ways that uh, the government can tackle such issues, I do believe that the goal uh, of the government or what they are looking to do, that what they want to achieve doesn't matter. So I can't necessarily say that it's a good form of intervention because how it's implemented and what the government is looking at does uh, matter because in this case if we look at um, price floors while it may be beneficial for the producers it's not beneficial for the consumers or the government because government has to keep uh, check and also there's opportunity costs because they could spend the money that they are using in keeping check on something else instead maybe for healthcare and for consumers, um, if you look at consumers, they have higher prices. So the consumer surplus will decrease, definitely. However, the producer surplus will increase. So if in this case, the government is looking at probably um, providing farmers with, us, uh, with a more stable income or a more stable standard of living or a decent standard of living where they can afford basic necessities, then this is a good this may be a good uh, form of intervention however if that's not the goal then they can look at other forms of intervention such as subsidies or something else uh, that could uh, benefit other stakeholders as well Amon, why don't you uh, add your perspective yeah i think i echo what you guys say and that there's uh certainly benefits um of having a uh, a price floor and um you know there's there's it's been used all over the world, for example, uh, in Switzerland um, with their minimum wage. And minimum wage is a great example of a price floor. Um, and it's the one that's most commonly used because essentially what a, um, what a minimum wage is, is um, a price floor. And how the way it behaves is that there's an equilibrium where people are um, okay or willing and able to provide labor at that given price. But the government intervenes and says, uh, well, it should be higher. Or this is the minimum that you can um, this is the minimum that you can charge for providing your labor. And in this case, you know, we often we tend to think that it's a, it, it's going to help um, the, the producers of labor or, you know, the, the minimum wage workers, um, which it does for those who can avail the benefits of um, a minimum wage but I think something that's missed quite often is that while setting a minimum wage and while setting a price floor some some producers lose out because demand at that high a price falls and so we see unemployment so again going back to the example of Switzerland they set their um, they, they changed their minimum wage in, in 2019 or 2020 and ever since, um, unemployment has actually gone up. Um, so that means that while people did benefit from the higher wages, and by the way, it has the highest minimum wage in the world, um, which is at $25 per hour. Um, so while people have benefited from the $25 per hour as, be, as the new minimum wage, unemployment has gone up. So fewer people can now... Um, 
avail those benefits, like I've said. Uh, Injong, I believe you have something to add to this as well? Um, yes. So the minimum wage, like Aman said, is partially beneficial to the producers who are basically the workers in the case of minimum wage. So the government, I believe that government should be very considerable when they try to set the minimum wage or increase the minimum wage because it will not only affect parts of the producers, but also the society as a whole because it might increase the price level in general leading to the inflation, which may go against the goal of the aim of the price floor since it may lower the standard of living for some people. And uh, unfortunately, this is all we have time for this week. And uh, I do hope that you enjoyed it. And I, I'd like to thank my co-host, uh, Ashman Nunjung, for uh, this lovely conversation. And with that, I bring this episode to a close. Uh, thank you and tune in next week for another episode of eConversations. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Thank you.